Hi, my name is Juliette, and I'm the host for this podcast. I'm studying to be a rabbi, and in Judaism, there's a specific portion or reading from the Torah or Bible for every week of the year. As we go through these readings week by week, in order from the beginning of the Torah to the end, from the beginning of the Jewish year to the end, we analyze the stories and we comment on them. Of course, connecting them to real life, to contemporary life, is how these ancient stories come alive, which is, which is one of my great passions as a future rabbi. I'm almost there, only a year and a half to go. I hope you'll accompany me as I tell these stories of Torah and of my life and the lives of others. If you miss an episode, you can always go back and find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for coming on this ancient and contemporary journey with me. And you can also check out my website, lenegditamid.us. That's L-N-E-G-D-I-T-A-M-I-D dot us. It's not dot com, it's dot us. That's important. Um, you'll find out about all the different things that I do, that I offer, spiritual direction, etc., etc. So, please do. Okay, onward and upward to our to this week's reading and thinking about Nitzavim. So all week I've been waiting and hoping for some inspiration for this week's blog. But honestly, I didn't want the kind of inspiration that came yesterday morning. I woke up after a terrifying night of hour upon hour of pelting rain, high winds, a tornado over Harlem, which is where I live, and nonstop lightning. I mean nonstop for hours, only to hear that eight people had died in their apartments in New York City due to floodwaters that, in one case anyway, I don't know about the other cases, broke through an outside wall and people just drowned in their apartment. What a horrifying way to die. And I asked myself, what more do we need to begin heeding the, the dire protect... What more do we need to begin heeding the dire predictions, not just from science, but from the Bible as well. I never thought that I'd be one of those people who said, oh, the Bible actually, you know, like those people that go screaming around the subways and saying, the end of the world is coming. Listen, it's in the Bible. Well, it is in the Bible. And I wonder also what more do we need to make the Unatana Tokef prayer more real? What is this prayer? This is a prayer that we recite on the high holy days. Who by fire, who by water. On Rosh Hashanah it is written and on Yom Kippur it is sealed. According to our tradition, who shall die in the coming year and by what means? And who shall live? So we pray and pray until the end of Yom Kippur for forgiveness and to be written in the book of life. And I've always wondered, where is that book? What is that book? Is this a symbolic book? What is this? Of course it's symbolic. I mean, it's up in the heavens, right? Whatever that means. And I, I don't know, you know, that I believe, I'm not saying I believe that literally that 
we are written in a book of life and that we know ahead of time who's going to die or God knows ahead of time who's going to die and who's, who's going to live. I don't know the answers to those questions. But this week in Nitzavim, God is very angry again. But as I read it this time, God's anger felt different to me than other times. I don't know why, but for some reason I felt a seriousness. There was this heaviness that I hadn't felt before. Other times I've kind of scoffed at it. Oh, God is angry again in a frantic, out of control kind of way. A way that seems momentary and will pass as soon as Moses talks him down. But here he lays out, not but, but here he lays out again what he expects of the Israelites. Mostly it's about worshiping only our one God, only God and not bowing down to other gods. Then God will open our heart, circumcise it, cutting away this crustiness, the scabs that we've, that we've built up around our hearts that covers, that covers it. God clearly says that we have a choice. We have a choice to choose between the blessings or the curses that have been laid out for us so that we may live and not die. We are told to choose life, and I'm quoting. And the famous lines also appear here. Surely this is not so difficult to grasp. It's right here in front of you, close by, not up in the heavens, not an extraordinary wonder or marvel, difficult to make sense of, nor is it across the sea, far away, that we should need someone to go and get it for us and bring it back to explain it so that we can then do what God is asking us of, of us. Surely it's not too difficult. Yet it's not so simple. If only back then when the Bible was written down, God and Moses had known how difficult such a commandment would prove to be. If it were simple, we would have done it a long time ago, like thousands of years ago. So bringing us to the present as we watch as troops finally withdraw from Afghanistan we approach the 20th anniversary of 9-11 a 20-year war that followed that that followed 9-11 that followed that horrible disastrous day and as we review the past year and a half of pandemic along with all the other confusion and chaos around the globe we enter a time of trying to heal, of rest for the earth during this coming Shemitah year, a time for the earth to rest, it's in the Bible, and prayer for ourselves and all that lives. We take a break from the action so we can be renewed to continue our work of repair and hopefully begin to remove the scabs we built around our hearts to open them again. May it be so. I hope you'll join me again next week. I hope I have, yes, after Rosh Hashanah, I'll be sending out something, hopefully. Okay, and I wish you all a sweet and happy new year. May there be peace for everyone and healing and love. Thanks for listening.